Good morning, everybody. It is good to see you all, good to be with you all. What a wonderful moment we had earlier today, be able to celebrate all those people who are graduating, retiring. I don't know what else they listed off, but there was a lot of stuff from what I heard. Lots of, I was back there and I heard you all cheering. So it's just, again, I'm thrilled to be a part of a community where we get to celebrate uh, and be a part of those special moments in people's lives. And, you know, I think being a part of that, of those special moments and, and seeing those special moments, they're actually far more important than we realize. I really do, uh, because they actually, they're, they're super impactful, and, and I've learned this, and I want to tell you, there's somebody that I learned this from, and it's Stacy. I don't know if you all remember Stacy. She's up here a lot. You see her wandering around and being crazy with our youth, uh, our youth pastor here. Uh, I've known Stacy since she was in middle school. Stacy, when I was the middle school youth pastor here, uh, I remember Stacy being here, going through high school. I saw her go through high school. She interned with me as a middle school pastor, and I've, just, I've known her for, for so long, and uh, I've been able to see her kind of grow and go through life. And I was there when uh, she got engaged, or not literally there, but I was, I was in her orbit when, uh, when she, uh, she was dating her now husband, Andy, and they got engaged, and we were able to celebrate and be happy for them and excited for them. Uh, and they, I was even more thrilled when they asked me uh, to, to be the one to perform the wedding ceremony. Uh, I was just, I was honored and thrilled. And uh, to be honest, I would have cried had they not. Um, it would have been very sad uh, for me. I'm not sure if I would have gone. Uh, there would have been some hurt feelings. Um, but they, they did. They asked me to do it, and which is exciting. And, uh, and so then you can imagine my surprise when they called me up uh, weeks before the actual wedding was scheduled. And they said, can we come in and go ahead and just take care of signing that marriage license now? And I said, well, I mean, it's, it's your license. I don't get to decide that, but okay, go for it uh, and come on in. And they explained to me that Andy, uh, he was current at that point, he was in the army and he was going to be stationed in Germany. And so he was going to head over there and, and go over there and start serving over there uh, before all this was going to go down. And, and so to be able to get married housing and for Stacy to be under all his benefits, they had to actually be married. And so they had to actually have the, the certificate and the form and everything. So they came in and we, there were a couple jokes. We, we made a few jokes. We all signed our names and boom, just like that, they were married. Uh, we, had, we had gotten them married and they really were married. Like the, the certificate was signed and they could have just said, okay, that's good. Let's just move forward our lives. We're a married couple now. Let's keep going. But they didn't. They, they wanted that fanfare. They wanted that big celebration. And, you know, they wanted that, that chance to be surrounded by friends and family. And I know this, uh, I knew that they were going to do this for a couple of reasons. One is I know both sets of parents well enough to know that there was going to be problems if we didn't do that. And that, you know, I didn't want to be dragged into that just because I signed a wedding license. I didn't want to get in trouble. So uh, I knew we were going to do that. But I also, I, I just knew that they wanted to be able to share this moment with their friends and their families. I knew that it was important to them to, to have this moment, that it was going to be something that was meaningful to them. And so they, they wanted to have that. So weeks later, we're standing in the backyard of Stacy's parents' house, and we're, we're in the midst of that wonderful and beautiful celebration. And it was, it was something that was really, really special for all of us, but also for them. I, in fact, I got permission I could, to show you a couple pictures from it, just so you could see what this meant. And so uh, the first one, it's just, if you'll see, you, you'll see we're, we're there, it's just me and the two of them. And Stacy is, is looking at her wonderful groom. Uh, I think we were about to say the, the vows there. And look at how big she's smiling. 
Like that, look, she is clearly happy. That man is bringing so much joy to her face. And what's going on in that moment is bringing so much joy to her life. And that's a big moment. And, and I promise you, that's not how it looked when we were signing the, the certificate. It's not like we were frowning, but there, that sort of, that, that wasn't the faces that we were making. And that was a beautiful moment where we could celebrate. But then we got to go to the reception and the party afterwards. And, you know, you'll see here we got a picture of that where everybody is clearly just having a, a great time. Stacy and Andy are in the midst of dancing. Uh, it is just this beautiful moment. I promise there's a picture coming at some point. There it is, yes. Uh, and there's this beautiful moment. Again, look at Stacy's face. She's just, she's thrilled. Andy's, I realize I don't show Andy's face at all. He, he really is there. <laughs> I promise you that. And he is happy. I promise you that as well. Uh, so, but just look at the, the fun that everybody's having. You'll see, you may recognize Ezra, who's up here a lot with the guitar. He's sitting there. They're, they're leading up. They're doing a song that they can dance to. There's Monique uh, also. And so it's this beautiful, wonderful thing where we're all getting to share this moment with them. You know, if you would ask Stacy and Andy, when was the moment that your marriage started? When was the moment that you look and you say, this was the special moment that our marriage started? Uh, it wouldn't have been with the signing of a piece of paper. If you would ask them, when was the moment that your marriage started? It, they would tell you, it was the moment that we got to, to experience the meaningful celebration with our friends and our family. That we got to mark it with a ceremony, with a celebration. It was the moment when, when we were able to get together and, and celebrate the fact that God had brought us together, brought our families together, and, and was going to tell a story with our lives together. That was the moment when our marriage started. It was that moment, this moment of significance, of power. And you know, what Stacy and Andy experienced in their wedding is what we all really need to experience in our lives. Milestones, moments to help us see the full stories of our lives. Those, those moments are huge for us. You see, making moments helps us understand and helps us see uh, that we're not floating through life aimlessly. And doesn't sometimes, especially nowadays, it feel like, man, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What's going on? But these significant moments that we make, they help center us and anchor us so that we don't feel like we're floating through life aimlessly. Making moments gives us opportunities to see where we've had success, where we've had growth, where we've had joy. There are moments where we realize when we can look back on them that God was for us and with us and, and doing things through us in our lives. Making moments helps us see that larger story that our lives are a part of. Let me help you with this. Uh, I want you to take a moment here. Think of a meaningful moment in your life. Just, just think of it, any meaningful moment. Think of a meaningful moment in your life. Get it in your head. Maybe it's your wedding. Maybe it's your graduation or your kid's graduation. Maybe it's, for you, those of you who have retired, it's the day you retired. Or it's the day after you retired and you got up and you didn't have to go to work. Maybe it was your first kiss. Maybe it was the birth of your child or your grandchild. Whatever it was, and maybe it was something that I didn't list off there, but whatever your moment was, I bet uh, the reason you were able to draw it in your head, put it there, was because it was something significant that happened in your life, wasn't it? It had lasting meaning and value. It was significant. But here's what I've realized. We don't always experience all the meaningful moments that are available into our lives. But we can miss those sometimes. We can go through life and that meaningful moment happens and we, we didn't catch it. We didn't mark it. And that's what I want to talk about today. That's what I want us to, to go through together today.
is because we don't always experience them, I want this morning, what I want to do is help us uh, go on a journey. Help us take some meaningful steps so that uh, we have an easier time marking, recognizing, living in those meaningful moments that come our way. Because you know what? Life is too important. Your life is too important. And God is doing things in you and through you and around you. And those things are also too important to miss. That's why we need those moments. That's why we need to see them and mark them and celebrate them and attach our lives to them. Because your lives are too important and what God is doing them is too important to miss. And you know, it's not just that we can observe it here and, and in our own lives, but you know what? We know this is important to God. We know it's important to him because it's something that we see throughout the scriptures. We throughout, see throughout the Bible him, him making sure that people recognize meaningful moments. So uh, that's, that's our journey for today. And so with that in mind, uh, I want to take the first step, take us on our first step to uh, making meaningful moments. And so the first thing that we're going to do, the first step is to make meaningful moments, we need to mark our moments of significance. To make meaningful moments, you and I need to mark our moments of significance. And I'll kind of unpack that in a minute here. I want to give us a recap. So today, we're going to be in uh, the book of Joshua today. The very beginning of the book of Joshua. And and what's led up to this is that the Israelites uh, have been wandering through the desert for 40 years. They were taken out of Egypt. Moses led them out of Egypt. God brought them out of Egypt. And they had been wandering through the desert for 40 years. Over those 40 years, uh, Moses has led them. And now when we're getting to the beginning of Joshua, Moses has died and his right-hand man, Joshua, is taking over the leadership mantle and he is now leading them. And the, the Israelites, this nation that has been wandering for 40 years, has now finally reached the outskirts of the promised land. God has said, I'm taking you to a place that's gonna be yours. It's a beautiful place. It's a promised land. And they finally reached there. They're on the outskirts. They're on the border. And right there, the, the next, the last thing that they have to, you know, make their way through before they get into that promised land is the Jordan River. And they arrive at the Jordan River. And there's a problem here, is that there is, nobody has sat down and built a bridge over the Jordan River for them. Nobody, there is, they can't just, you know, there's nothing that they can just walk across. And to make matters worse, they, they've arrived at, at the harvest time, at the rainy time, so that the river is actually at its fullest. It's overflowing. We're told it's overflowing from its banks. So it's not simply a stream that you can, you know, tiptoe across and take, you know, only get your ankles wet. And so there's this challenge. It's at its strongest. But God says, no, no I don't want you to worry. I've got a plan. And so they reach this moment and, and God says, you know what, Joshua, here's what I want you to do. We've got these priests as part of our, our nation here. We've got these priests. I want you to take these priests and have them carry the Ark of the Covenant, which is really, it's this box. It's the sign uh, uh, that God is present and with his people and has been with them the entire time. He said, I want you to have the priests carry the Ark of the Covenant. Have them go into that rushing water. Take a step into that river. And the moment they step into that river, I'm telling you what's going to happen. The waters upstream and downstream are just going to stop. And you're going to have dry land and have them stand in directly in the middle. And as they're in the middle, everybody just walks across, walk across on dry land. So that's what I want you to do. So in Joshua, we have reached that part where we're going to be today. Uh, we are in chapter four and they are, uh, are just finishing crossing over. So chapter four, verses one through four is where we're going to go for right now. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, The Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men from the people, from each tribe, a man, and command them, saying, 
Take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men from the people of Israel whom he had appointed a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, and he tells them, you know, I want you to go and get those rocks. And so he says, uh, tell Joshua, tell a guy from each tribe to go pick up a rock out of the river, the dry riverbed, carry it with them. And that place where you're going to camp tonight, the first place you camp tonight, you, I want you to take it there. And you're going to put them there. And so the guys do that. And they start doing that. And then he says, here's why I'm telling you to do that. We're going to skip down to verse, uh, where are we going to go? Verse, let's go six. That this may be a sign among you. You're going to put a stone on a shoulder and they're going to do it. And this is going to be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? So you've taken the stones, you put them down. What do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off so that these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. So he says, you know, you're going to have these stones and people are going to say, what are those for? And you're going to say, these stones that you picked up and carried and put down and stacked up, they're going to remind you of a moment. Don't miss that. God has literally said, I want you to make a literal pile of stones. I don't want you to just try and file it away in your memory banks. I want you to make a literal pile of stones and it's going to be a marker of the things that you have just experienced. And this... This is important because imagine this. You've been wandering through the desert for 40 years and you get to cross, a, cross the river and, you're gonna, and you, you are now in the land that has been promised to you. You could have, I would have just wanted to keep going, right? This is what we've been waiting for. Let's get in there. Let's do that. Let's, what other adventures do we have in front of us that we can start making this our own? And God says, no, 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 no. I want you to pause. And I want to make sure that you, you know, this is a miracle, but I don't want you to forget what is happening right here. I want you to mark this day. I want you to make sure that you actually set up something that reminds you and draws you back into this moment when this thing happened, when you crossed in and your journey was done in one spot and it's starting over here. God wants us to mark our significant moments. Think about the di different opportunities we have to mark our moments. Let me give you an easy one. It happens every year. Birthdays, right? Every year, once a year, a birthday comes. But how many of us uh, don't like celebrating birthdays? Right? There, there are those, I get it. There are those of us out there. We don't like to be the center of attention, right? You don't, you'd rather not have a giant party. You don't want to be the center of attention. Uh, you know, you just, it's what you do. There are those who love it, but there are those who aren't. How many of you, I know there's people out there who, who don't really just like big celebrations at all right? You know, for, for some of us, you know, a big celebration, that means a lot of people, and a lot of people is exhausting. And so what we'd rather do is we just would rather celebrate with our friends and family. It's nothing against the rest of the people. It's just this is what it means to celebrate. That's a moment for us. How many of us struggle to celebrate moments because right now life is hard, and it's a struggle, and celebrating a good moment doesn't seem to match where you're at in life at the moment. I'd love to celebrate, but things seem thing a little hard. Like, I don't feel like celebrating. See, there's lots 
of good reasons to why we struggle to, to make good moments, to mark good moments, to celebrate the significant events in our lives. And we'll miss them. But here's, I, please hear this. Your life is too important to miss these things. The life that God gave you, it's too important to miss these moments. He wants you to have them. And you know what? When your life's in a hard place, that's exactly the time that you need the gift of these moments to remind you that they're still good amidst all that struggle, amidst the difficulty, that there's still hope because you remember back, you know, there are good things. You were able to mark that. Go back to your birthdays. Once a year, you know what a birthday does? What it, what it can do for us? It's a reminder once a year, you've walked through a whole year, haven't you? There were peaks and valleys, good and bad. But if you remember to mark those moments, then what you're able to see is that you're different than who you were. You've grown, you've changed, you've experienced, you've grown wiser. Take a moment to celebrate that, to encourage you and to say, I know what's gonna come in this next year. Those same sort of things are going to happen. So then, go back. The, uh, the Israelites, they are crossing the Jordan. They started this journey 40 years ago and there were these moments, if you read through Exodus, you'll see they got out of slavery and, and pretty soon afterwards they said, uh, we'd like to go back. We are scared of what's happening here. We don't like this. Uh, let's go back. At least we could, you know, we knew about what was going on there. So let's go back. And now this moment is one that they've gone 40 years and they're ready to just charge right in. All of a sudden, a bold and courageous group of people. They've been wandering through like nomads, waiting for God to fulfill this promise of a, of a home. And here they are, they cross the river, and now they are home. Let's pile some rocks to remember that. And so God says, I want you to make a marker of this moment to remind yourself of this journey, of what's happening here. Because these rocks, they represent where you've come from and where you're going and who you are and who you've become. And so God invites us in our own ways to make markers in our lives, to make our own piles of rocks. And so what I'd love for you to do this week, maybe you can start considering it now, is find a way where if you have a, one of these moments, a significant moment that means something, mark it in a way that means something to you. Some of, uh, for those who graduate, who are graduating. I know some people don't like to hang diplomas up on walls. I love to. I worked hard for those. I'll hang mine up, and then if you have an extra one, I'll hang yours up, because I like hanging those things up, because that's meaningful to me. And that's a moment where it's, it's, a, it's a rock pile for me. Uh, you know, some of you, when you have these big experiences, you know, if you're, you, you notice what's around you, maybe you'll pick up a rock off the ground, a keepsake of something that helps you remember that experience. Maybe it's a party with friends that just allows you to mark those moments. If you journal, it's those, those pages with those dates that say, this happened on this date, don't forget. Whatever it is, my hope for you is that you can do something that helps you remember, it is that pile of rocks for you that helps you mark that significant moment. That's the first step we gotta do, is be able to just mark it, to see it. That's the first step. And, and, but then that takes us to a second step. So I want to take you to the second step to making meaningful moments. And so step number two to making meaningful moments is, you know what? We actually have to change our, defini our definition of significance. 
think we actually have to change our definition of significance. And so here's what I want. Most of us look at significance and we say it's those big things that happen. No, 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 no. I want to change that. Significance is any moment where something meaningful or impactful or important to you happens. Significance is any time, any moment where something meaningful, important, or impactful to you happens. It could be a big moment like a wedding. But you know what else is significant? The moment when uh, you and you're trying to, you're, you're in the midst of raising a, a kid and, you know, maybe they, they do something you ask them not to do and instead of losing your cool on them like usual, you actually are able to patiently walk through life with them. And you didn't blow up. Or with your spouse. Or with somebody else. That's a moment. You know, maybe it's a promotion. That's a big moment. But there's also just moments where you sit down and you realize, Man, I've learned something new about myself today. That's significant. There's a moment, parents, do you remember that moment when you got to Craigslist that car seat because you didn't have anybody else that was going to be riding in the car seat anymore and how great that felt? That's a moment. It could just be the day, any day that you started something new. It's a moment. It's significant. Here's why. And, and again, we see God saying, I want you to, to mark those and I want you to, to understand what significant means to you. We're going to go back to verse 6. Just verse 6. When your children ask in the time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Now, he's going to have another time in here where he's going to say, here's what you gotta, your children are going to ask us. But this is the only time where he says, what do these stones mean to you? And I find this very interesting. Because he is not saying... In this moment, it's not, tell us just what those stones mean. But he added that you to it. What do they mean to you? How are they significant to you? Years later, when you guys are all settled in this promised land, and you and you're walking with your kids, and they see that pile of stones, when they ask you, what do those mean to you? What is your significant experiences? What are the, the smaller things? You know, it's not just that you walked through the promised land, but there were things that happened for you that were significant. They may seem small in comparison, but they are, are meaningful and profound. What, what happened on your journey through it? Not just the whole nation's journey. And imagine the, the, the parents saying, that, well, let me tell you about what's significant, what this means for me. You know, when we were on this journey, I saw miracles. I saw manna fall from heaven. But I also, I remember the days when I would get up early and come out of the tent and I would see sunrises. Or the days when I would be getting ready to go back into bed in the tent and I would see the beautiful sunsets. I wonder if the people would tell their children, you know, I remember as I walked through, you know what that means to me? I remember the times when I saw people take their first steps, but then I also remember those moments where I, I saw the people take their last breaths. I can remember the times when we were having family fights because we were so cramped up in our tents and in, you know, there's all these people around and we can't get any space and we're, there's conflict and fight. But I also remember all the moments where we were able to get it right. I remember the big and the small. I remember the moments when God was there and he was walking with us through it all. You see, these small things that we wouldn't necessarily say are significant, they're huge. They're profound. They're powerful. Let me give you another way to think of this. Um, I want to tell you about this hotel. Uh, 
Uh, it's this hotel. It's called the Magic Castle Hotel. Has anybody ever been there? Good. That means you won't ruin it for the rest of us. All right. So the Magic Castle Hotel. Uh, it is this average-looking hotel. And I've got some pictures to show you just how average-looking it is. So that is just an average-looking entrance, right? You, you don't see that and you say, that seems like a spectacular place to stay. It's average. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it has average-looking rooms. Just, you know, beds, closets, sheets, all that good stuff. Average-looking rooms. You know, it is, I mean, when you look at it from the outside, you can go into the courtyard. It's got just, it's got a pool. I mean, it's not the Olympic-sized swimming pool. It's nothing big. There's no water slides. It's just, it's there. It really is just somebody bought a two-story apartment complex, painted it yellow, and said, let's see who will stay here. Just an average pool, average thing. However, now I want you to think about California, and specifically Los Angeles. Uh, there's something I was reading. There's something like 419 hotels in, in the Los Angeles area. Think about all the different hotels that are there. You've got your your fancy resorts, your Ritzes. You've got the Beverly Hills. You've got all the places where the, the celebrities will go and stay. You've got places that have beachfront views. All the different places a person can stay. Then you've got this place. But did you know that over the last five, six years, this place has been ranked at, uh, as high as number three on the top hotels to stay in in Los Angeles? Consistently in the top ten. What, but when you look at it, it's average. What makes that so special? How do they rank so high? Well, when we take a closer look, we can see why. Because this hotel, what the, the people who own it, the people who run it, they realize that they create little moments that are significant and meaningful to people. So let me tell you how they create these moments. There's, there's plenty of things, but there's three specific things I want to tell you about. First, they have snacks. Just let that sink in. Now, you're saying every place has snacks. Seth. Well, yes. Yes, they do. Uh, but this place, they got snacks. And not only do they have snacks, here's what they have. They have a 24-hour snack bar open for free. You want to you wanna get something tasty, and it's, you know, 1.30 a.m. in the morning or it's 1.30 p.m. in the afternoon. It doesn't matter. You just go to the snack bar and they say, help yourself, my friend. And because they have snacks, I have here the official list of snacks. And I want you to get excited about this. So I'm going to tell you what they have. They have them under uh, a couple different uh, categories. The first category would be munchies. So if you enjoy munchies, you can go down there at any point, get a free bag of Cheetos, Doritos, Fritos, potato chips, Cheez-Its, Oreos, chocolate chip cookies, peanuts, pretzels, check mix, Cracker Jacks, microwave popcorn, assorted crackers, peanut granola bars, oats and honey granola bars. Anytime you want. But they also have candy. If you're not a, a, a munchy person, but you just like the candy, anytime you want, you can go down and get Kit Kat, Snickers, Reese's Cups, Skittles, M&M's, peanut M&M's, Rice Krispie Treats, Sour Patch Kids, Hershey bars, Hershey Wills almonds. And you know what? I looked this up just because I want to see what it looked like. Because this is, this is, like, I'm having a moment right now, and I've never even been there. Uh, and I looked this up, and they don't give you, like, the tiny little, like, Sour Patch Kids bags that you get, like, in, you know, a, a Halloween candy. They give you the full size. This is like the family bag. Imagine, you know, there's nothing special about those snacks. They're just the regular snacks. But imagine being a kid going to this place. How many times do you think, do you think they're going to say, Mom, I'm going I'm to take the bucket and go get some ice? <laughs> and they're gone for a while. And they come back and they're far more rowdy than they were when they left. 
So they got snacks. And what else they have? This may not matter to the kids, but to adults, you're going to like this. They have laundry. They do your laundry. And most places, they don't do your laundry. And if they do, they charge you a bunch of money to do it. But this place, they will do your laundry for free. And all you do is you say, here is my bag of laundry. I'm staying for a week. Here is my dirty clothes. We, uh, and they will do it for you. And not only will they do it for you, they're, they're not going to just bring it back and you know, lay it on your bed or just put it in a bag. They actually, after they do it, they wrap it up in this you know, brown wrapping paper and they tie it with strings and they write a personal message on the package for you. And then they put a, like a good smelling sticks or plants or whatever on there. Uh, I don't know what those are, but they're, they're smelly things. And, and they deliver that to you. Imagine receiving that. It's not like you're just getting some folded up chonies back. You are actually getting like, a, it is like a gift. That's just your laundry. That'd be awesome. And finally, I saved the best for last. If you remember, uh, in that picture of the pool I showed you, you probably didn't see it, but off to the side, on the, on the right side, you saw those chairs, and there was a, a just it looked like a red dot. And what that is, is a red, it, it's a, a landline phone on the wall. And I'm, I'm going to show you what that phone is actually for. So uh, here is what that phone is for and why this place is just spectacular. <laughs> it is a, at the pool, they have a popsicle hotline, and it is free, as many as you want. You just pick up the phone and say, I'd like a pop. Can you imagine? You're sitting there, and it, you see the chair right there. You're sitting there, and you've got that, whatever that reflective thing is that you use to tan. I clearly don't, but I know people do. And the reflective thing, and you're saying, you know, I could go for a, a popsicle right now. And you just reach up with one hand, keep the reflective thing, and say, uh, Garcon, I will take a strawberry popsicle, please. And do you know what happens after that? A waiter walks out carrying a silver tray with white gloves and he says, you're a popsicle, sir. <laughs> Can you imagine that? How do you think kids do that? They're just, they're just there on the phone all the time. They won't forget that, will they? In fact, if, let's say you took a week vacation and you stayed there and you went to, to uh, California and you did the beaches and you walked and you saw all the sights. And say, when you came back home, what would be the things that you would talk about? You would say, we went to the beach. We visited places. But did you know there's a hotel with a popsicle hotline? Anytime? You know your kids would, and I bet you would too. And those aren't major moments. They're just these small things that all of a sudden became really significant. They were these pile of rocks that all of a sudden became really important because it connected them. The things that were meaningful was, you know, and we spent a whole day at the pool, just playing at the pool. It was awesome. And we just ate popsicles until our faces were dyed all sorts of different colors. That's the meaningful moment of a vacation. And that's what these small moments do. Because you see, your life I want you to see these small moments. I want you to be able to change the, re the meaning of significance to anything that matters to you because your life is a big deal and recognizing these small moments helps you see that. It reminds you of that. So I hope that you can redefine what significance means so that you can find these moments. So now, we've gone through two steps. Let's go on to the third and final step to see what it, how do we make 
meaningful moments. So step three, to make meaningful moments, you need to include others in your moment of significance. To make meaningful moments, you recognize them, you redefine significance, but then you include others in that moment of significance. Here, I wanna, we'll go back to Joshua real quick. Uh, so we skip ahead in the chapter a little bit and they've now made it, they've taken the stones and they've gotten to the place uh, where they're staying. They've piled up the stones and again, Joshua tells them, here's why we're doing this. Uh, and we are in, let's see, where are we at? Uh, verse 20, we'll go 20. Uh, and those 12 stones, which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal and he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do those stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. When your children say to you, what do those mean? He says, you're gonna let them know Here's what God did. And you know, I find this, and then they, use the, they talk about how we were able to pass through. Us. This is a moment where I think what's happening here is, earlier we said, what is it significant to you? Tell me about your experience. And this time what it's doing is it's saying, I want you to understand, kids, that you're a part of this too. We're going to invite you into this story. You're a part of these people that, that crossed the Red Sea, that God said, you are my people. You're, this moment here that we walked across, you may not have literally been there, but you're experiencing it every time you, you take a step into this promised land. Every time you step outside of the house, every, you're a part of this story. So I want to tell you about it because it's your story too. I want to invite you into this because it connects you to you and me. It connects you to what's happened in the past and it's connecting you with what's going to happen in the future. As if we're experiencing it together, it's going to be even more meaningful. It's the same for us. When we invite people into our moments, it creates connection for us. It reminds us of the people who are with us and for us and celebrating us and cheering us on and supporting us. It reminds us that we're with them or that they're with us and that it reminds them that we're with them. And I want to, uh, I got to experience something like this, this uh, not just a couple months ago. If you remember, I showed the picture of Stacy and Andy dancing. The couple that was in, the other couple in the picture, Ezra and Monique. Uh, Monique is here on staff with us. And recently, uh, probably about a year ago, they started uh, fostering uh, this young man. This amazing kid. Uh, and they, they themselves are just an amazing family. Uh, they, it's just awesome to watch their family. They've got two kids, two younger kids, and they started fostering this, this other young man. Uh, and it was just beautiful to watch what they were doing. And they got the opportunity this past, I want to say March. I think it was March, yes, to adopt this young man into their family to officially bring him in and make him a part of the Hagberg family. And here was the cool thing. So they went down and they invited their family and the immediate family down to go down to the courthouse or, or the, the place in front of the judge where they do the, the official adoption. But they also sent out to everybody who was friends, all the people on staff with them, uh, a link so that when this adoption was happening, we could all get online and watch and be a part of this. 
And so on that day, you can, there were pictures. I saw a picture where they, there's a giant bank of TV screens and you just see all these faces who have logged on on Zoom to watch this happen. And on that day, we got to sit there and watch. And what, here's, the, here's the great thing. And so I happened to be in a meeting with about five other staff members and we were at Oregano's having lunch and realized that it was time to start uh, the, the thing. So we got on a computer in the middle of Oregano's, middle of a restaurant, and sign on and start watching this. And all of a sudden, from our table, people are just wondering what is going on because that table over there, we are cheering when it happens. We're weeping and crying. And it's just this amazing moment. Everybody's saying, please don't give us whatever they have. We don't want that. That something's going on over there. But it was just this beautiful moment where we were able to actually get pulled into and be a part of it. A part of the moment when their family is just, it's growing and becoming even more whole than it was the day before. And it was a gift to us. It was a gift to us to remind us that there are beautiful things that happen in this world. And I'd like to think it was a gift to them that their family knows that all these people care for us, love us, cheer us on, support us, and are there for us. So understand that there is a gift to be had and to be given in inviting people and including others in your moments. You know, maybe your kids have a, a school performance. You know what? They don't give out a whole bunch of Oscars for third grade musical performances, but there is a gift to being there. And something beautiful about, you know, being able to, to share that with your family, to be able to say to your child, what a great moment that was. Mothers, you can just listen, but don't worry about this for a moment. Fathers, uh, husbands, there's a, there's a day coming up next week. Um, it's called Mother's Day. I think we've probably heard of it before. Uh, and you know what? A lot of times it's easy as a dad to say, you know what? Uh, you know, you're my wife, but you're not my mom. So I'm going to let the, uh, the kids take care of it. And we're going to celebrate and we'll be, have a good time. But, you know, I'm going to make sure that the kids are, are, are handling this. And, but there's this beautiful thing about stepping in. Gentlemen, what if this next week we say, my love, what is your favorite popsicle? Or if you were just on that special day to go ahead and do some laundry and wrap it up in an inside-out Trader Joe's bag and a smelly piece of uh, tree and say, Happy Mother's Day. And actually stepped into that celebration with them. And, and stepped into the moment where, where it was simply, we're celebrating you. And we're glad that we get to be here with you. Or it's an anniversary, whether it's yours or, or inviting, you know, people to celebrate your anniversary with you, the people that are important in your life that were there at that wedding so long ago. Or birthdays. You have all these moments where you get to step into things and celebrate and invite people and, and be a part of. What, what I hope is that we realize there are so many meaningful moments where so much of what actually makes that meaningful are the people that we share them with. Because you get to mark your moments, you get to redefine significance, but then you get to include others in those moments. That's what shapes those and makes those significant. So, that's our journey. Mark them, redefine it, share it. So what are we going to do with that? Well, you know, you're going to have moments that are coming up. You've had moments, I bet, in the last two, three months. And have you thought about, you know, that, that's a moment I should mark. So, I want to challenge us as we go out. Mark your moments. See those moments. And start piling your rocks. Start marking those moments. Make sure you don't miss the moments. 
God is doing something in you and for you. Don't miss those moments in your life. Look for them. They may not be giant weddings, but they're significant and they're important and profound to you, so, so see them. And then as you go through that, include other people. Invite us into it. Step into our moments. You know, remember how God asked them to stack the rocks. You know, he, what he's asking us to do is make markers as well. He's asking us to stack our own rocks because we need them. We need to know about those moments, to remember those moments. And God understands that. So I'm going to ask you, be deliberate about creating moments in your life because your life is too important to not do that. Your life is too important to not to. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for just uh, all the moments that we can step into. Help us be aware of them. Thank you for the encouragement that you bring us when we struggle. Thank you for, for the opportunity to say that just because this isn't a, a world-changing moment, this is still powerful and profound and important. Help us be tethered to one another, be tethered to you, and, and be able to walk through life saying, this pile of rocks means something to me, and it brings me closer to you. We thank you for all of that. In your name, amen. All right, so before you all leave and go on out, uh, we have our prayer place right over here. If you came today and you're saying, you know, I just feel like I need some prayer. I'd love for somebody to pray with me. Head on over there. We've got some wonderful people who want to pray with you. And then if you're new here, if this is one of your first or second times, I'd love to say hello to you, shake your hand. I've uh, got a couple other people who would love to do that too. I'll be right over here in that nice, comfy living room area. Uh, and I'd love to meet you. So, Everybody have a wonderful week and we'll see you next Sunday.